0: Today, on The Exam Room. You at your heaviest weight, how much? 278 pounds. Ooh, how is life different for you today? 100 pounds lighter. Ah, it's so much better. The
1: quality of life is what I really try to get people to see. That is what is, you know, the huge difference for me. Just having a better quality of life, health issues that I was dealing with, no more, having more energy, sleeping better, um, all of that. It's just so much better, Chuck. so much
0: better. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I'm the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, raising health IQs coast to coast and around the world in great cities like Springfield, Missouri, Patterson, New Jersey, and Islamabad, Pakistan. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 18 of season seven, number 517 overall. And you want to talk about a weight loss success? Hello. My guest today has lost an extraordinary 100 pounds, but just like so many others of us before that, she had gone up the scale and down the scale and up the scale even higher still, and she felt hopeless because she had done this dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But no more, my friend, because my guest today has cut the string on the yo-yo. She is living her best life, 100 pounds lighter, and she is featured in Dr. Neil Barnard's new book, The Power Foods Diet. Shawnee Hayes is this wonder woman's name. And today we are going to be getting into her entire journey, growing up and feeling ashamed, developing bulimia as a young girl, already enrolled in her first diet program at the age of 12, and why these diet programs, scores of them, never seemed to work, and the impossible restrictions that she felt every time she was on one. But then, how everything changed for Shawnee when she discovered a new way of eating, the plant-based way of eating, and why everything then clicked into place for her because today Shawnee is no longer dependent upon medication. She doesn't need it to keep her on the move. Her aches and pains are gone. The weight is gone and her life is back. And she is so excited to share that with you today. So let's get into it with Wonder Woman Shawnee Hayes on The Exam Room. So glad to have you here, Shawnee. It is so great to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you, Chuck. (laughs) I'm pumped to talk to you, Shawnee. Number one, you got a ton of energy. Number two, your story is absolutely incredible. Um, You at your heaviest weight, how much? 278 pounds. Woo! How is life different for you today? Uh, 100 pounds lighter. Ah, It's so much better. The quality of life is what I really try to get
1: people to see. That is what is, you know, the huge difference for me, just having a better quality of life, health issues that I was dealing with, no more having more energy, sleeping better,
0: um, all of that. It's just so much better, Chuck, so much better. And do you get this excitement every day when you wake up, like it's not a drag on the day, you're like really ready to face the day and whatever challenges may come? Absolutely, it's almost like I look
1: forward to, I know people probably don't believe this, but I look forward to exercising, to movement, to working out, because now I can. You know, It's it's much easier. Um, I look forward to just when I think about what I'm eating, um, I'm enjoying that much better. Um, so yeah, I every day
0: I wake up and I'm just like thankful for the energy to be able to just live and move and breathe and do. And that's something? Just the way that you look at that kind of stuff. Like if somebody would have told me back in the day that you would look forward to going on a walk, I'd have been like, man, get out of my face with that nonsense right now. I'm going to walk over to the couch and call it good. But exactly. no, move the body. You you get this, this new kind of high from it, a high that's way better than any trip to the Taco Bell that I ever had previously. That's for daggone sure. Absolutely. I agree. Totally agree. <laughs> so- A lot of people who are watching this certainly understand where it is that you're coming from, Shawnee. But there's also this group, and I get asked this a lot too, how in the world did you ever get up to 420 pounds? So let's talk to them. How in the world, Shawnee, did you ever get up to 278, almost 280 pounds? I know, man, when I think
1: back to that, it's like, wow. sometimes I'm like, wow, how did I get there? But, you know, just kind of when I think back to just, you know, the years and the struggles of just dieting and just yo-yo dieting, um, just not being consistent, um, you know, really trying to figure out how to lose weight, how to get healthy, but not really knowing how to do it. Um, feeling like a failure, you, you know, food then becomes this comfort thing, um you know, being you know, emotional when I'm eating and things of that nature. And so, and then also, when I think about the things that I was eating, Chuck, I mean, you know, I was going to fast food restaurants. I was eating out a lot. I was not cooking at home a lot. and so, you think about just, you know, the calories and and things that are in some of those dishes. I mean, when I think about what I was eating, that's how I got up to 278 pounds, you know, and then
0: not moving the body enough and not exercising enough. That's, That's the short and sweet of it. But man, I know that there's a lot, a lot more depth to that. Do you feel like you were compulsively eating? Were you pulled to these types of foods? Were you, I mean, I certainly consider myself to be a food addict and we're seeing more and more research on this. Do you, feel like you also had that compulsion? I think part of it was, you know, when I look at my
1: job, you know, I'm, I'm a makeup artist. I know we're going to talk about that, but I'm a full-time makeup artist. And at the time I was working like nonstop, you know, I was in this mindset, this mentality of I had to work and say yes to everything. And so I found myself in between gigs, just the easiest thing to do was to go to the drive through and get something so that I could, you know, move on to the next job. And so that kind of set up this pattern Of just, it was easy, it was convenient. And I think that's the thing when we think about, you know, eating out and things of that nature, it's the convenience
0: of it. And so that's really what I was tapping into more. Uh, Makeup artist, freelance work, I'm assuming you were working for yourself. That's got to bring a lot of stress as well. And that's going to figure in here as well. No? Absolutely. That's exactly what it was working for
1: myself, you know, running this business, you know, trying to be successful because this was my bread and butter. Um, I left my full-time career as a journalist to run my makeup business full-time. And so it was like, all right, I have to make this work. And so the stress of it was definitely a factor as well, as far as weight. I didn't know you were a journalist. What did you do? Oh, my gosh, yes. I worked for, gosh, so print journalists, uh, so newspapers. I don't know if people are still reading them, but yes, that is my background. Um, Graduated from Howard University and took my first job at the Kansas City Star which is where I'm from, Kansas City. And so I worked at the Detroit Free Press, the Washington Post, started out reporting and writing, switched to editing, did layout design. I did a little bit of everything. So, yeah. All
0: right. First of all, shout out Howard. Okay. Little hometown yes. flavor here in DC. Okay. Well played. But for your first job to be with the Kansas City Star, I mean, I'm sorry to nerd out about journalism. That's my background as well. Like that's huge. Like they, you know, a lot of people started, started like some small town paper. You got a job at the Star. That's amazing. Exactly. It was amazing. And I
1: fought it because I really wanted to stay here in DC, right? I fell in love with the East Coast, but... Um, But, you know, I made the smart decision to go back home and to work there for a couple of years. And yeah, so it was
0: great. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other set of stress too, man. That media industry is something else, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) I'm telling you. Um, Let's go back a few years before that, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of us get in trouble when it comes to food and our body, our body image, our self-worth. Those seeds, they get planted at a really early age. Did you struggle with your weight growing up? I did, Chuck. That's where it started
1: for me. The struggle really started as a kid. Um, I remember, you know, just being 12 years old when I joined my first weight loss program. And, um, you know, I shared before where it really set off this kind of cycle of yo-yo dieting. Um, You know, I was just very aware of my size then because, you know, people made you aware of it. Um, and then, you know, just being, not wanting to be this size, not wanting to be unhealthy, not wanting to be the fat kid. And so, yeah, childhood is when it started. And yeah, I had a lot of baggage, you know, that I had to
0: kind of work through as a result of that. All right. I was the fat kid in class too. And I remember distinctly, and we'll probably talk about this uh, at the March 6th virtual book event for the Power Foods Diet you're going to be part of with uh, Dr. Neil Barnard and Chef Dustin Harder and myself. But I remember stepping on the scale, and it couldn't have been more than the second or third grade and already weighing more than 100 pounds. And I think I was maybe one of only two kids uh, that were in triple digits at that age and just feeling mortified. What kind of emotions did being overweight at that young age evoke for you? Um, Very similar. You know, I really
1: started hating the scale, if I'm honest, um, because I would step on it. And like you said, easily over 100 pounds. Then also just body image and just looking at how the fat was starting to, you know, really just kind of build on my body as well. Um, I just, you know, started not feeling good about myself. I really struggled with low self-esteem. And then also looking around at other kids because I was one of the bigger kids, you know, desiring and wanting to be smaller, to look thinner, to be skinny. You know, those terms that we, you know, often associate with being healthy. But it was very much um, just, you know, not loving myself, not loving my body.
0: And it was a lot of emotion, you know, that I was dealing with as far as that. Were the kids nice to you about it or did you get teased And that I'm sure would have compounded issues as well? Definitely. Definitely got teased. Definitely was called names. Um, You know, the crazy thing is that
1: not just from kids, but also even family members would sometimes make comments and say things. And, you know, that again, added to this, you know, baggage that I would eventually have to learn how to, you know,
0: shed and work through. But absolutely. So did you find even subconsciously at that age that you would turn to food for comfort? Did you reach for like a Twinkie, like I was known to do, or Moon Pies that would sell in the school lunch lines? Yes, I specifically remember
1: one instance where, you know, again, I had joined this weight loss program and I was going to have to wait in uh, coming that Saturday. And it was Girl Scout cookie time. I was a Girl Scout. And I just remember binging on, like, um, I can't remember what kind of Girl Scout cookies. It might have been the shortbread or something. I just remember eating those. And then after that, feeling so bad that I went and tried to, you know, throw them up. I'm just, you know, this is a, a moment that I have not shared and talked about a lot. Wow. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, I got to weigh in tomorrow. I like, I shouldn't have done that. And just the guilt from that. And then just the weight of just all of this, you know, all the things I was dealing with. Um, but I do remember, you know, just again, yeah, just trying to purge those and just feeling bad because it was disgusting, first of all. And I was like, okay, I can't do that again. But it was just a lot of baggage that I was dealing with at such a young age, um, but I probably would have done something differently, you know, if I knew then what I know now.
0: Binging and purging around 12 years old, I'm assuming that that's a lot. Where did you even like learn that type of behavior?
1: I don't even know when I, and I'm trying to think back to like where did I pick that up? I mean, I do remember, you know, bulimia being talked about, and anorexia being talked about, but it was just something in me where I felt guilty after eating those cookies and then just no longer wanting them to be you know, in my body, but then also realizing I got to weigh in the next day. What is the scale going to say? So it really started this bad relationship just in terms of the scale and weight and just food and just all of that at such a young age.
0: So obviously you're feeling bad about what it is that you see in the mirror, but what about what you saw around you? What were the eating habits like for your family growing up? So, you know, grew up, again, Kansas City, Missouri, Midwest, you know, it's known for barbecue and all
1: of those things. So that definitely was something we had often. Um, When you think about the things that we associate with the standard American diet, it was lots of meat, lots of cheese, you know, white bread at the time. I didn't even know what brown bread was, Um, you know, eggs, dairy, Um, you know, there were fruits and vegetables and things of that nature, but it was still more of those processed things and those really high calorie things, um, you know, that we grew up on, you know, the The Sloppy Joes and the hamburger help was those, you know, packaged things that were really quick and easy, you know, to make during the week. Um, And so, yeah, it was really a lot of that.
0: Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, it's such a similar story to so many now. And I feel like, you know, the, the rise of childhood obesity and these chronic illnesses that uh, we're seeing in, in younger and younger patients these days, there's no surprise to me that as our diets worsen, um, that we're, we're beginning to see that. And, yeah, I mean, yours sounded very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, on, that's a whole thing. But- yeah. Twelve years, twelve years old. Though, when you go on your first diet plan, do you remember what that was? Was it a Jenny Craig or a Weight Watchers or something was, like that? Yeah, it was Weight Watchers actually. Yeah, huh. Weight
1: Watchers back in the day. We had the little thing. We had to check like how many protein. We had to check a box, the fat, the you know, whatever else was on there. The fruits and vegetables. I remember that, and then having to weigh in every week and all of that. So yeah, it was old school Weight Watchers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did did they look at you funny when you walked in there at 12 years old or were there other kids your age going there for help as well? I don't remember other kids. I
1: don't remember, you know, them looking at me funny. Um, I do, you know, remember, you know, just the support that, you know, my mom gave me because I went with her, you know, she was also there, uh, you know, trying to do things to better her health. And, you know, I was able to go with her. And so I'm very appreciative and grateful, you know, that she was doing what she thought was best for her daughter, you know, really wanted to try to lose weight
0: and get healthy. Man, 12 years old, though. That's a lot. I know. I don't think I was too much older, probably when I tried my first diet plan as well. Uh, what are some of the crazier ones that you have done over the years? Because I know, I mean, when I said dozens and dozens at the top of the show, I wasn't lying. You're the type of person who, uh, what was written in the book here, is that you have done almost all of them. So what are some of the crazier things that you've tried? Mm, well, I'm sure you remember when the Earth when Atkins came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that
1: one, I just, you know... Something in my mind, I didn't know, I didn't have the knowledge then, but something in my mind told me, like, hmm, this just does not seem right to be able to eat all of this and it'd still be healthy. So I didn't do that one for long. Um, but, the, of course, the great food diet, I'm sure you probably remember that. <laughs> that was one. I remember uh, going to, you know, a doctor and, and, and taking appetite suppressants and then also getting B12 shots in the derriere. I'm sure some people can probably relate to that one or have tried that one. Um, and then also, um, I remember... Um, gosh, what was it called? Um, oh, the cabbage, cabbage soup diet. Uh, that was one as well. Um, some baby food, you know, diet where you just don't like applesauce and things of that nature. Gosh. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones. Yeah, but those are just some of the, for me, crazy ones. And I even remember being on one particular plan that was just so restrictive in terms of the amount that I could eat, it was maybe like 500, 600, AM, 700
0: calories, which, oh my gosh, I don't even, yeah, it was, it was bad. Totally unsustainable. I mean, did you find any of them to be sustainable long-term? What was the ultimate demise? Was there a common theme, regardless of what it was that you tried? Right. So they weren't sustainable for long. I will say
1: one of the ones that was most sustainable was, you know, right before I was getting married, I, you know, was trying to, again, get healthy, trying to get well. wanted to get married in my mom's wedding dress. So this one was very much just, um, you know, limiting what I ate in terms of, you know, the amount of calories. And I was able to lose, I think, like 60, almost 70 pounds You know, before I got married, got in my mom's dress and all of that. And it seemed like, okay, I I did it. I'm I'm finally here. I'm where I want to be. But as I started to settle into married life and all of that, and I had moved from D.C. to Detroit at the time, um, and then those habits just really, I realized that they were never in place. You know, I was trying to lose this weight for a goal. But beyond that, it was like, okay, now what? I had reached that goal. Now what? So I really had never established any habits to help me keep that weight off long term. So nothing was sustainable.
0: Well, at any point other than the cabbage and the cabbage soup diet, were you prioritizing fruits, vegetables, whole grains, things that have fiber in them? I, not. I wouldn't say that I was prioritizing
1: them enough to know that this is really what I need to, you know, start focusing on more. You know, it was really just I'm following this plan. This is what I have to eat or how long
0: hit the goal. It really was just that. You know, and I think, thinking back to Weight Watchers and and those types of programs, I think kind of the allure for those with a lot of people is the fact that they can still eat their favorite foods and lose weight. And, you know, so the portion size for the brownie, obviously, is not going to be the big king-size brownie that they're used to eating, but they can still eat it. Uh, And that counts for so many points or a candy bar or a slice of cake, whatever the case may be. Was that attractive to you? And do you feel like that kind of sets a person up for long-term failure as well?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, it was great knowing that, yes, I could still, you know, eat these foods, have these foods. But I don't know, it still felt restrictive for me. Um, and and that was and that's, I guess, has been my biggest struggle with just being on any type of diet or plan. It just always felt restrictive. Um, you know, having to weigh this or having to count this or having to mark this. It was just like, after doing it for so long, I just didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and so, you know, it was like, yes, I could still have the brownie and all of that, but something about it
0: still felt restrictive. Tea, like that's a whole lot. Like you just yeah. want to put the food on your plate and go to town. You don't want to have and to measure it out by the ounce, right. by the scoop. Like that's just too much on work, Shawnee. Eh? Exactly. And that's what it became this
1: drag. And so every time I would try something, I wouldn't stick to it long term. I just would not because I'm like, I'm tired of doing this. Like there has to be another way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we talked about your weight there, but what other kind of health issues were beginning to creep up with you because obesity and other illnesses man, they go hand in hand. I tell people now it's not just about weight loss. the weight loss journey is so much more. So what other issues were you facing? Yeah, so
1: I would say at the at my lowest you know and of course my weight was the heaviest I was dealing with you know hypertension stage one, um, elevated cholesterol, I was pre-diabetic. Um, definitely had low energy poor sleep, constant heartburn, constant heartburn. Um, and then also I, I struggled with um um PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a hormonal disorder. Um, and I struggled, you know, with infertility. And so it was a struggle for me to have my kiddos. I have three, which are they're healthy and well. Um, but the weight definitely did not help that condition. And so, yeah, those were the things that I was on. I was on uh, four or five different medications at the time, just trying to manage these conditions. And, um, and then also I had lots of, lung, you know, joint pain, low back, muscle fatigue, because as a makeup artist, I was working on my feet a lot. And so I really started taking like, you know, inflammation or anti-inflammatory drugs to help manage that. And it was just, it became this kind of like, okay, let's keep taking these pills because it's helping to ease the pain. Um, but again, I was not, you know, changing my habits in terms of what I'm eating and all of that. So I just started to kind of
0: get dependent on the medication. Yeah. And was there a sense of hope for you when you were prescribed these pills initially uh, every time that, okay, man, I got my solution and I'm good to go. Don't need to make any other changes. This is the best day of my life. You know, when those meds kicked in, (laughs) I would say, all right,
1: all right, this medicine's working, but this pill was, not he gave me something else that kind of, you know, took it up a notch. So, yeah. yeah. And I can keep pushing myself, running myself ragged. Um, but no, at the time I was not thinking, you gotta do something more, like you gotta, you know, figure out this the eating and the dieting and all of that. It was like these meds can get me through the next job or the next gig,
0: I'm good with that. So Yeah. And again, that freelance life, that hustle, the always going. And and, and you just mentioned it too. I don't think people realize what a physically demanding job being a makeup artist can be. You're not sitting at a desk all day. You are on your feet. Absolutely. And so, and that was, you know, part of,
1: again, just, you know, being on my feet and working and, you know, I would comfort myself with food at the end of the day or even in between gigs. It was very much this all right, I'm done. I made it through. Now I just want to kick my feet up and eat the most unhealthy things I probably could get my hands on. But yeah, the life of a freelancer definitely
0: um, was very hard. And it was very hard for me back then. And, you know, knowing some of the clients who you've had, I, I looked at your Instagram. I mean, I saw some pretty famous faces on there. Um, you know, even Conan O'Brien, um, I forget who else. But I mean, there's just a lot of people. You, like the TV, film, you've worked with a lot, a lot of amazing people. And so I would think like there's, there's that great level of success professionally, yet privately with your health, you're struggling. You like it. what was rock bottom like for you? Oh, you said it because, Chuck, I was I was
1: out here chasing, you know, what I thought was success, you know, chasing dollars, chasing money. And privately, I was suffering. I was in a lot of pain and people would not know it. I would go into a job, have my makeup done, put a smile on my face and in my head. I'm thinking, let me just get through this so I can go home and put my feet up. Um, But rock bottom for me was a health scare. You know, it really was a health scare where I was booked to do a celebrity um, uh, celebrity booking with. at the time, it was a, a show called Underground on WGN and a bunch of the, uh, TV um, members were coming into town for a press release or for a press gig or whatever. And I woke up not being able to move my right hand. So I'm, you know, right-handed as a makeup artist. And so I couldn't move it. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what, why can't I move my hand? I can't even do makeup. And so I ended up going to the emergency room, um, again, not knowing what was wrong and found out it was just a very severe case of bursitis. And so a doctor, you know, told me like, you need rest, you need to ice it, you need to, you know, take some time off so that this can heal. But in my mind, I'm like, no, oh, I-, I have this booking coming up. I can't miss this opportunity. And so I just doped up <laughs> medication, just trying to get through it. Um, and, but, you know, that it, that was the moment where I was just like, Shawnee, you cannot continue to work like this. You can't continue to, you know, just treat your body like this. You have to make some changes. That was rock bottom for me, realizing that,
0: I may not be around enough to continue to do makeup and the thing that I love to do. Not lost on me, though. You mentioned bursitis. I mean, there's a lot of inflammation associated with that. And obviously, a plant based diet is very highly, by and large, anti inflammatory. What you were eating at the time, anything but, you know, so I'm sure that what you were eating was directly fanning those flames. Would you agree? I would totally agree. I would absolutely agree. All the fast food, the, you know, that I that I could get in between gigs. Absolutely. And I know that was not helping the situation. So how in the world then did you stumble upon eating a plant-based diet? You would try dozens of other things, some wacky ones, the cabbage soup diet. I mean, I guess maybe that's a, at least a pinky toe into the plant-based waters. <laughs> <laughs> right. So after, you know, having
1: this health scare and just kind of hitting rock bottom, I, you know, just kind of, Started to slow down. I started to kind of reevaluate my life, my business, um, and just the things that I was, you know, pursuing and achieving. I really, you know, kind of came to terms with, I need to change some things and, you know, I have to do this, you know, sooner rather than later. And so started to slow down a bit and met this amazing health coach who introduced me, you know, to just eating healthier. And I won't even say it was completely whole food plant-based at the time, but it was just more so how can I get more healthy things into my diet, right? And so working with her for a span of 12 weeks is really when I started to learn, you know, what healthy eating was and what, and what it was not. You know, I had really made it this regimented, um, you know, part of my life. Um, you know, she really just kind of showed me that it wasn't about dieting or deprivation, but how to really get those healthier foods, you know, into my, into my diet. And so if you think about a plate, it was pretty much just like looking at that plate how much of this can I fill up with healthier things, the fruits, vegetables, the whole grains, the beans, and then, you know, the other parts, let's make it a little bit less. And so it was very much just those little
0: simple changes at first, which started to get me to eat healthier. You used the word deprivation. And -hmm. after you talked about how restrictive these past diets have been and why that really set you up for failure in the long run, the fact that you did not have that deprivation here, did you just feel differently on this one from the onset? Like, man, this just feels right. Absolutely. And that was the beauty of it. It was like,
1: oh, I can have that? Really? Oh my gosh. I didn't think I could have that because again, I had been on all of these plans where it was just like, can't have this, can't have this. She had a list of things. Don't eat this, you know? And it was just like, oh, but I can have that. And you're showing me how I can have it in a healthy way. And so when I tell you, Chuck, it was the most refreshing thing to be like, wow, this is great. Like... (laughs) I felt like, you know, why, why did I make this so difficult or why did it seem so difficult before um, when the way that she did it was very much just like, let me show you how to have it just a little bit healthier. And so it was refreshing. It was a weight lifted. It was almost like I can do this and I can do it in a way where I feel like I can be successful this time.
0: How quickly did your body respond, um, specifically the bursitis? Uh, did you notice a difference pretty rapidly? I did. I would say, like in a matter of so I worked with her in the first like
1: six weeks. Um, it was a program that we did for six weeks. And I would say probably in a matter of like maybe two or three weeks, I was noticing a big difference. Um and so, and that's why I was just like, I thought I'd continue on with this because I'm feeling better. and The only thing that I'm doing is changing what
0: I'm eating. And so that's what started to spark this like, okay, what's going on with this food? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really hoping, Shanae, somebody's listening right now and thinking like, okay, yeah, but she's talking about eating fruits and vegetables. And I know, like, I'm just not going to get filled up on that. Hunger is a big part of a lot of these restrictive diets. Did you ever go hungry with eating a plant-based diet? Absolutely not. And this is the beauty of it. It was like my
1: mind, my world was opened up to so many foods and possibilities when I started to transition to plant based. You know, she was giving me recipes to try and, you know, things of that nature. I was experimenting more. I was getting in the kitchen, like cooking and enjoying it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So, no, it wasn't just plain old boring lettuce and it wasn't just, you know, raw fruits or things like that. But I was making meals that were wholesome, that were filling. I was discovering ingredients and foods that I would have never cooked with before. And like I said, this whole world opened up. And I'm like, I am
0: loving this. (laughs) (laughs) What's one of the meals that you made and you were kind of maybe even surprised by the fact that you enjoyed it so much? You know what?
1: I fell in love with roasting vegetables. She really, you know, that was one of the things where, you know, she just like simple, quick, easy, because that's the other thing too. I was like, I don't want to be in the kitchen all day. But I fell in love with what I call Buddha bowls. And of course, we're all familiar with those. But just put roasting a bunch of vegetables, making a quick little dressing or sauce to kind of drizzle on top, and then maybe using a grain as a base, whether it be kale or spinach or what have you. But I fell in love with that because it was just like the sweet potatoes, the green beans, the, the chickpeas. I mean, just a world of vegetables that I would roast and just delicious and filling. Oh, so good. The Buddha bowl. You can't gloss yeah. over that. I mean, we can spend a
0: whole hour dissecting the Buddha bowl. There's an art to it, but at the end of the day, they're all good. I they're mean, all they're good. just so good. I love me some some roasted vegetables. Same. Roasted Brussels sprouts for me. I mean, it's just amazing. And broccoli and even roasted carrots get sweet. I mean, oh I'm so easy. exactly. That's all I'm just like didn't no, that I Black like carrots that much. <laughs> and that's just it. People, listen to me. I've said this on the show and I will bang this drum until the day that I die. You have to take the word of people who used to be severely overweight. We know flavor and we are telling you that this is good stuff. I can tell you for a fact that the old 420 pound me would freaking love the Buddha bowls that I'm eating today. And I'm sure, Shaunae, the same thing goes for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, where have you been on my life? Testify. <laughs> Testify. Um, let me ask you kind of a fun question here. So your health improves. You had been on a number of medications. How many are you taking today? None. No
1: medications. I take a multivitamin. I do take a B12, um, you know, since I am plant-based. Sure. Uh, yeah. That not. And then during the winter months, I will do vitamin D. Um, just so sometimes that tends to get low, but I'm on
0: no prescribed medications. Feeling good though, aren't you? I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I love it. I can see the glow. I can see, it. and it's not just your makeup. You you got the you got the glow going. Um, how has this affected your professional life? I mean, I know that you were hustling, you were running, you were in a lot of pain a lot of times. How's that going for you?
1: It's so much better now because one of the things that I did just when you know in reevaluating my life and just wanting to change some things hired a business coach and that was a, a major, you know, that was a, one of the best investments I could have done because she really helped me to kind of look at my business and restructure it so that, um you know, it wasn't about chasing money and trading time for money, but about really putting systems in place um, that would allow me to, um you know, just kind of not work so, to work smarter, basically. Um, And so life is great. I've, you know, totally restructured my business. I have a team of, you know, contract artists that if I'm not available, you know, they can go out and do the work for me. It's not about saying yes, you know, to every job and every client. I've kind of shipped it from, you know, working all weddings, which is what I had built my business doing before, to now, you know, more corporate things. And so life is much better, much better, much more balanced, I would say. And um, when, when I think about success, it's just, it's not, you know, what it was before for me. Where are you based out of these days? Are you so back I'm, in D.C. or where are you yeah. at? I'm right outside of uh, D.C. and Upper Marlboro, Maryland, but I always say the DMV, I hit up all the areas.
0: (laughs) You're in PG? You're in PG? I'm just south of that in Charles, so okay. Uh, All right, we're going to get together. I want to get the the Shawnee makeup consult here, Uh, because right now, you know, and this is just a total aside. I'm not sure that this is going to get left in the show. Just a little powder, just a little powder. I want to see if we can get the face to really pop. You know, so I'm go- I'm going to come see you for your expertise. Okay, I thought you looked great,
1: Chuck. I mean, I don't see any shine. I'm looking at you now. I don't see any shine. Skin it's, the tone is it's the lighting, even down.
0: it's the Yeah, <laughs> but thank you. Um, but but yeah, and then and then, well, I mean, really, I just want to have a Buddha bowl with you too. You know, we'll roast some vegetables and, and make a day of it. I'll oh, be great. <laughs> Um. So you grew up in Kansas City. Kansas City is a notoriously famous town for barbecue. Have you been able to adapt any barbecue recipes uh, that you may have been familiar with growing up and transform those into plant-based masterpieces? Absolutely. As a matter of
1: fact, not too long ago, I made some barbecue uh, mushrooms, uh, and you know, sliced some portobello mushrooms, made a plant-based barbecue sauce. Um, you know, kind of put them on the uh, stovetop and, you know, seared those and then put the sauce in there. And my husband came home. He was just like, Ooh, that smells good. What is that? And then the kiddos thought it was like some, you know, barbecue, like a real barbecue because
0: of how it was sliced. <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. yeah. All right. So, we're all right. So now we're, I'm just going to invite myself. We're going to do, uh, we'll do barbecue for lunch okay. and then all we'll right. do Buddha bowls for dinner. Okay. And then uh, you know, you know, we'll, we'll talk face in between, that and that'll <laughs> be the day. Uh, are you a sweet or or a spicy kind of barbecue, or a lot of people like the more vinegary kind of flavor to it? What What is Kansas City known for? Uh, definitely not vinegary. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> that's a, I think what is that's Carolina barbecue. If it's I'm Carolina. Not yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kansas City is. I don't. I definitely don't like it sweet. It, I, I like it kind of sweet, spicy. You know, just kind of like an in between. Um, but yeah, definitely not
0: overly sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I would imagine a portobello, right? That's such a meaty kind of a a vegetable or a fungus yes. whatever. Um yes. like that's that's really going to be good. So did did you like did you shred it? Is that why the kids were kind of fooled? I didn't actually slice it. So it might have looked like like it, you know it reminded me
1: of, of what beef brisket looks like when you slice it. Yeah. So I sliced it kind of thick so that way it just kind of, you know, looked a little bit more like it could have been, you know, you know, something other than a mushroom.
0: <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I, I love the creativity. And you're a creative person. I mean, you work in, you know, makeup, right? So there's, you are an artist. So I would imagine you kind of, kind of scratch that creative and that artistic itch in the kitchen the same way that you do in your career. Absolutely. And it's just amazing, too, when I, you know, started getting back into the kitchen, it was
1: just like discovering, um, you know, just again, flavors and, you know, and and just, you know, ingredients that I probably never would have been open to before. Um, But it, I just, it allows me to just kind of get in there, like you said, be creative, uh, you know, put things together, try things. They may work out, they may not. But cooking definitely allows me to be expressive creatively, too.
0: And here's the thing that I like here. Let me pull this up here. Hold on. This is your website. I will sign up for your newsletter. I promise you that. Thank you. Um, but here's the thing. You're not just a makeup artist because on the side, and I love this picture that you have up on your website uh, as well. You are actually helping to coach people up and work with them to achieve their health goals the same way that you did as well. So talk to us about the Shawnee life. What is the Shawnee life? Absolutely. So yes, yeah, not just a makeup artist. I always say we
1: are not a monolith, right? Uh, we, can, we are here to do many things. But you know, for me, once I figured out, like you know, how to how to get the weight off, how to keep it off, how to get healthier, this desire in me grew. Like, if this lifestyle worked for me, then it, it, it's possible that it will work for others, right? And so this kind of led me down, you know, the education rabbit hole, if you will, of wanting to become a certified health coach, um, you know, a food for life instructor, um, and then also, you know, just being able to educate people as far as nutrition goes. And so, you know, the shining life is very much letting people know that. I'm not just a makeup artist, that there's so much to my life. And part of that is the health and wellness piece, Um, because I feel like it benefits all of us. It helps all of us to have a much more vibrant life when we can get our health together. And so The Shining Life is just me, this passion, this desire I have to want to help people get healthy and well you know, to want to have that vibrant life, to want to have a higher quality of life. And so, yeah, that's the the other business, you know, the other side of me, again, is just wanting to take my story, my testimony and helping others to hopefully, you know, find success too.
0: And there's a link to the website right now in the show description or in the episode notes. Go ahead and give that a click. And let me wrap up with this question, and that is, how has your outlook on life changed? What does the future look like today compared to what it did before you adopted this new way of eating?
1: I would say my life is definitely, I'm happier for sure, Um when I think about, you know, just what I've been able to accomplish and the fact that I've been able to, you know, not only get healthy, but to keep it off and to maintain it. Um, I'm in a better place. I'm in a better space. Um, I'm now in a position to where, you know, I can help other people. Um, and I you mean, know, I'm just really in this, you know, place where I want to just be of service to others, you know, and I'm now in the position to where I can do that and just kind of share and, and help people. And so, yeah, I'm just... I'm 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 happy, Chuck. I I really don't know what else to say. I just my energy is better, you know, I sleep better. I just have a better outlook on life, you know, knowing that I could just, you know, take my health back, knowing that I could restore my health. If you had told me this years ago, I probably wouldn't have believed you. You know, if you had told me that food had, you know, could be this powerful, I would not have believed you. But having now experienced that, it's like, okay,
0: I know it to be true. And so I'm gonna help others see that too. And I know you to be a true soul, a phenomenal individual, and I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you today and uh, more on Shawnee right here in the Power Foods Diet. And of course, click that link. Go work with her. The Shawnee Life, man. That's a beautiful thing right there. Who wouldn't want to live that life? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here, my friend. Absolutely.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Shawn a will be with us for the Power Foods Revolution in Washington, DC on March 26th. And you can join us too, along with Dr. Neil Barnard and Chef Dustin Harder, the incredible fellow weight loss success that is Stephanie Ignafo. We're all getting together at the National Press Club to tape an episode of the podcast and celebrate the release of Dr. Barnard's new book, The Power Foods Diet. And everyone who comes that night, everyone with a ticket, gets a copy of the book and tickets are on sale right now at pcrm.org events or you can click that link in the episode notes. Promise you this, it will be a night filled with laughs and love and learning and inspiration and the breakthrough plan that you have been waiting for. The plan that can trap and tame and burn calories for easy and permanent weight loss, just like Shawnee pcrm.org slash events or click the link in the episode notes to reserve your seat today. Hope to see you there at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. on March 26th. And to whet your appetite for the big night, you can join us back here virtually on the show on March 6th, YouTube and Facebook at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That is when we are going to do a preview of what's to come at the Power Foods Revolution. Shawnee will be back with us that day. And then Dr. Barnard, Dustin Harder, myself, we're all going to be there too. It's going to be a grand old time. So set a reminder for March 6th, this big time virtual book event as we get ready for the release of the Power Foods Diet. And yeah, there is also a link to pre-order your copy of the book right now in the episode notes. And if you want to show a little love for the show while you're at it, help us continue to grow big and strong and make the world a healthier place, all you need to do is take a minute, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your shows, look for the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee, hit that follow button, mash the subscribe button, as the kids say, and also leave a five-star rating. And from time to time, we read your reviews of the show here on The Exam Room. So if this show has raised your health IQ, we would love to know how. We would love to know how a plant-based diet has improved your health. So drop that in the review box when you leave that five-star rating. And I promise you, you are making a difference for someone else as well. You are truly helping us change the world and to make it a healthier place. And for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to Shawnee Hayes for being here and sprinkling on some inspiration and helping to raise our health IQs. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based.